What up, what up, what up? This is iCreate Podcast. This your boy, Mike Haney, a.k.a. Mr. H.O.D. himself. I'm in here kicking it with my boy, P. What up, P? Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode. And then we also got a special guest in the house. Goes by the name of A.G. Struggle made me. What up, bro? What it do? What it do? Sad name. Man, man. Uh, so how long have we been trying to get this done? Man, <laughs> that's where you gonna go first. Yeah, I'm going there first. Long time, long time, long time coming. Man, listen, I'm glad we finally here. Uh, so much, so much I want to cover with you, man. But uh, first of all, what else? I mean, first of all, what all you been doing, or what you been up to here lately? Man, hustling, man, hustling. Um, struggling University. Um, we in different schools. Uh, still doing social work. So I'm constantly in front of some kids or in front of some families. Um, building a brand, man. You know that's it. Just just building a brand, being a husband, being a father, vibing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to figure it out. What's uh what struggle in university for those who may not know? So um during COVID, man, I had a lot of time to think. Um, especially post COVID, um, it was a lot of mental health going on with. You know, being in the crib, the kids were set back terribly. So um, I wanted to create something that taught kids about trauma. Because uh, I think sometimes, like, we hear the word, we hear mental health, we hear trauma, and we just kind of blow it off. But we don't realize trauma really, like, fuck your life up. Like, yeah. No, for trauma sure. really turn you into somebody you don't want to be. It'll have your mind thinking <clears throat> something is that it's not. And I know when I was 17 and my pops got murdered, I needed a program like this. So, shit, I created it. And then it's been, we run it in school. So the first half of the program, it's about trauma and mental health. You know, just exposing them to everything that is trauma. The things that we've normalized. Like, you know, we grow up in neighborhoods and we hear gunshots. To us, that shit normal. But being honest, like. That's not a normal thing. That should never be a normal Right, thing. right. You yeah. should never be comfortable hearing right. that. Right. I was just going to say, that's the biggest issue, I think, is that a lot of people that suffer from trauma don't even realize that it's trauma. For sure. They think it's regular. It, For sure. shit ain't really, yeah, it's yeah. not at all. For sure. So I expose the kids to, you know, media. Like, the more you see people dying, the less you're going to care. It desensitizes you. So mm-hmm. I know when I was coming up, nobody sat me down and was like, look, you're going to go through some really traumatic shit. These are your options. Right. I just kind of went with it. And yeah. so I wanted to be the person to tell these kids that y'all got options. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, it's going to be hard, but you got options. And you don't have to do this to get here. You don't have to do that to get here. So I created a program after they, after the second half of it is healing, coping, and moving forward. Okay. So, yeah, you're going to go through this, but this is what you do when it happens. Then after they graduate, they get a letterman jacket, and they in this brotherhood. You know what I mean? And so I take them everywhere. We're going to Puerto Rico this year. Um, That's dope. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we, nah, we expose, we, man, we expose them. I realized, too, is like, how can you really dream if you're in the same neighborhood? You ain't never been outside of it. Like you, right. That's all you know. So, you know, a lot of people judge drug dealers, but shit, when you grow up how we grew up, that's the most successful people we see. Facts. You know, when you're in poverty, shit, them the people you want to be. They yeah. got the clothes. They got the cars. They not stressing. So, you know, they are stressing, but you don't see it. So, right. you know, I want to take them out of here, man. Indianapolis is, is it can be a hellhole for some people. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, I want to be able to expose them to what a beach feel like. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like everybody should know something that. different yeah. outside the environment. And then yeah. again, I just think that 
you know, like like when we grew up and we had OGs that was in the dope game or whatever, um, fortunate, fortunately for us, we had the ones, the certain ones, because it's only a few of them, mm-hmm. that would be like, nah, little bro, you don't need to be doing this. You could do something else. Facts. I yeah. think nowadays with this new, like with this new younger generation that's growing up, the people they look up to ain't too much older than them. Nah. Or they don't have a better head on Or they don't. Right. right. And they, then it's like, bullshit. hey, oh, you need some money? Well, shit, I'll put you on. I'll put yeah, you on. You know what I'm saying? Or, Instead of somebody yeah. that's like, hey, you know what? Oh, you want a job? Oh, I can help you get a job and start yeah. fresh and, and, and do what you need to do. Yeah. It's not too many of them out there left now, right. I feel like. And that's the transition. So my pops was a, was a gangster for real. You right. know what I mean? And real stand-up gangster. I remember going on prison visits and seeing how the men at their visits used to respect my dad when he came out the back. Right. So I learned early on how men are supposed to respect men. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Outside of there, a lot of the people that would see me and knew I was my daddy's son would yeah. be like, hey, little bro, how football going? Here go $5. You know what I mean? Right. Just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Or how, how your grade's doing. I tell them my grade's cool and they give me some money just to stay out the streets. Now you see... A lot of cats that really ain't, they can't be considered OGs. These youngsters consider me their OG. Right. Because I'm the person, I ain't going to put that pistol in your hand. Right. You know what I mean? They going to put the pistol in your hand, give you $1,000 until you go go kill go, something. Yeah, go do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then for a youngster, it's like, shit, this is the most money I ever seen. So now I'm in. You feel what me? What I got to do to well, get another baby. Right. right. Willing, so they, I was about to say they willing to do it again. Yeah. yeah. So it's a cycle. So, you know. Like I said, I, I and I and it, it was a hard realization being an OG. They call me the OG. I'm like, hell nah, bro. I'm like, I'm big bro. Right. But really, I realized OG, you gotta earn that title with them. Like yeah. you can't, they ain't just calling anybody OG. OG. You, you gotta yeah. really mean something to them. And so, you know, I accept it and I, I take it, I take it to the highest extent. You call me at three o'clock in the morning, we're gonna figure it out. How um passionate and important this is for you. I mean, I risk my life. I risk my life. That's why. That's why they don't realize when I call myself a big stepper. These little, these little ones done put pistols on me. You feel me? Yeah. But I knew why. Right. It was one instance where I had one of my favorites. You know what I mean? Um, I picked him up from home, but he wanted me to drop him off in his neighborhood. Right. Molar. So we pulled out on Molar. I see him on the phone. He texts him like, "Hey, you know, he trying to get in contact with somebody. I ain't paying in no mind." Then he get on the phone. He trying to call somebody. So how they operate, you know, you pull down the cul-de-sac and they don't know the car, they're going to air your shit out. So mm. we pulling down, man, little bro had to hop out the car and tell him it was him. Oh, wow. But for me, anybody be like, hell no, they got me fucked up. You know, you'll feel some type of way. Me, I, I see strength in, mm. okay, that's real yeah. teamwork. They structure. They moving like, yeah. a, they moving like real <laughs> militant around yeah. here. You so now, when I'm pulling down. Now, little bro ain't the only person I'm able to touch. Yeah. They know my car. Yeah. So now I can pull down and, and chop it up with a couple right. of them. Man, I'm so I'm passionate, bro. I I, I, I called it a, a fearless stepper. And, you know, sometimes I put myself in, in situations. Some shit, yeah. But you know who else going to do it? Everybody else yeah. getting money to, to work with safe kids. They make the kids that's having the problems. But the, and, I was and, just, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you because, um, like yourself, man, I did a lot of mentoring and programming with kids for uh, shit from 2014 to 2020. Like I was, for sure. I did a program with the YMCA, and I was actually in the juvenile center eight hours a day. We would meet with each unit for one hour each. That's dope. Um, so, my question to you is, because dealing with the safe kids is easy. 
For sure. You ain't got to worry about them. Like you put a basketball in their hand. Exactly. So, and I just to say, that's why I take my hat take my hat off to brothers like you because I had to step away from it simply because after years of seeing them age out of the system and then going to prison. 100%. Or getting out and then you see them on the news because they done got killed. Yeah. Or they get out or you see them on the news now they done killed somebody about to do life. Yeah. I think after my seventh experience like that, I was like, bro, I, I can't do this shit no more. For sure. Like, yeah. I, le- I legit could feel the the draining. This shit was taking too much out of me. So 1,000%. I did. When COVID happened, the program got shut down, of course, because we couldn't go out of this juvenile center. And I took that as a sign. I was like, shit, I guess I, it was my time to step away. Not For saying sure. I would never go back to it, but right. from 2015 to 2020, Bro, them last two years for sure, that shit was like taking a toll on me. For sure. Because you build these bonds with these little dudes yeah. in the juvenile center, yep. and you can tell that they want to do better when they get out. For sure. Mm-hmm. But then the next time you see them, it's Something on always a, it's an obituary. Yeah. I said, yeah, bro, this shit too much for me. So yeah, I definitely take yeah. my hat off to you for dealing with the the troubled ones because yeah, sure. them, them is the hardest ones, boy. Does it ever drain you? Every time, bro. I'm, I'm walking zombies sometimes. But, I mean, it's real. And, and, man, I remember it was either the year before COVID or the year after, bro. I lost 10 in six months to, mm. to, to death. Yeah, bro. That's- My little one's dying. And then I could give you a whole nother wall of them that's in jail for murder right now or in jail about to really sit down. So, mm-hmm. and I really care. Like, my relationship with them. It, it's more than just like a mentor, but these little these little dudes become my my. Some of them look at me as they pops. Yeah. Some of them look at me as they big brother. Yeah. I look at some of them as my little brother. You know what I mean? So, I man, it's hard, but I, I'm real firm on trying to find new ways to do self care. Right. I tell anybody I'm desensitized. You know, I I, I done been through so much in my yeah. life, bro. Like I, that's the start. Yeah. And when you get into this work, it's like if you're not desensitized. You're not going to be able to do this work. work. Yeah, yeah, it ain't going to last. Yeah, I, it's going to kill Honestly, you. I think that's what, because the first two years was cool because we had an even mix. The kids that was in the program was kids that went to Tilling, so they was cool. And For then sure. the ones that would get out of the juvenile would come, so we had a solid balance. But them last couple of years, man, it's like, it just, we was just getting, it was just getting worse and worse. And like sure. I said, you go through a year of losing teenagers that you done built a bond with, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, this, I'm like, this shit is taking a part of me. Yeah. So I, that's why, like I said, man, it's it's not something that uh, a weak-hearted person can take. Or not sure. even just a weak-hearted, but like you said, you damn near have to become desensitized to continue it. And that's right. why I feel like I wasn't, so I had to step away because that shit used to fuck me up. The last one that I lost, man, I was like, yeah, I can't do this shit. No yeah, more. and it's strengthening that knowing when to step away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm I real firm, bro. I was given this. Like, this is my assignment. Right. I'm, I'm real firm on that. I know it was. Mm-hmm. I watch how I can connect with any kid and we can figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Even the kids that get written <clears throat> off by DCS, this is this is what I was supposed to do. And I wanted now, to walk away. Now, before you continue, yeah. what age range are we talking about? Man, I, I've had, I've worked from, I work six to 35, bro. And I, I call them kids, but young right, people, right, right. whoever, whoever has experienced something and they just want to find a way to win. Man, I could connect with them and help them. You but know it'd what be mean? most of the of the younger generation. Yeah, it's, yeah, mostly it's so. Can so we I just say like sixteen or what? It, it ain't even sixteen. I'll say twelve to, say 12 to nineteen. It's probably bro. twelve to nineteen. Twelve to nineteen. Yeah, twelve to nineteen now, is my majority. Now, with that, with that being said, how important is it to have a relationship with the parents, or do you have good relationships with the parents? Because you got to think about the type of work that you in. Yeah, I I seen it all before. For right? sure. 
So what happens is some of the parents, when you get a new person in their kid's life, it's almost a sense of, listen, are you here to really help my son? Right. And what are you going to do to change him? For sure. And some of the parents is the problem. That's right. Bingo. That's okay. It. That's it. And so what you what you see, especially in our community, is you see traumatized kids come from traumatized kids. Right. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So you're right. not looking. You look. You see a parent, but they really somebody that ain't never addressed their trauma. Right. So as they're trying to figure out themselves, they having kids. Then that puts you at another disadvantage yeah. of finding out who you really are. And you know, oftentimes they got to work bullshit jobs. Yeah. They ain't addressed their trauma. They angry. Mm-hmm. They probably not with their baby daddy or not with their baby mama. So now it's another layer of bullshit going on that they mm-hmm. got to deal with. And so I do engage with the parents, but I really mainly, it's probably 90% with the kids because the kids are also going to tell you what they need, what they going through, and what they seeing. Right. And then I can try to wrap some resources around the parents. Right. To try to help to them. To try to so, help yeah. them. Because to be able to continue to deal with what's going on with the kid. Yeah, yeah. And help them. Yeah, because honestly, you're a mentor, so you probably only got a couple hours in a day to work with a kid. Right. So that yeah. that positivity for that four hours, they still going back to the trenches. Yeah. So the only way that this shit going to work is I got to impact the trenches. I got to impact the home. Yeah. I got to figure out how to get mom a better job so she not working third shift. So she can be at home. Right. And they can't right. eat as a family. Right. And they can do different things, go out of town. You know what I'm saying? And That's crazy, man. Because as you said, that I'm just sitting here like, damn, if I was a kid like that and then I got somebody like you and other people in the community to help me. And it's like, I done soaked up like four hours of knowledge knowing what's the right thing to do and right. what I can do. Right. And then when you drop me off, I'm going right back to I'm going the right bro, back in this crib. That's the worst part, man. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, just... Just for me hearing that is is really fucking me up entirely because because it put a lot in perspective. It's like right, they probably are some really really good Good. fucking kids, right? But they just in that in that environment, and then you know, thinking of my upbringing is like I could say, I because you I'm really not seeing it because when I was growing up in the neighborhood, I was so comfortable. You know what I'm saying. And not saying my neighborhood was the worst because there's worst neighborhoods out there, but just knowing that me being the age I am now and looking back at some of these kids and the situations and environments that they're leaving, living in, it's like, bro, this shit is really crazy. Bro, but you think about the layers of being in, in an impoverished neighborhood, bro. You saw stings. You yeah, saw people right, who sold dope. Right. So regardless of you being comfortable, that's still impacting your perception of shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Your trauma. Like, yeah. that's trauma seeing somebody yeah. high walking around. You go on 38th and Meridian and shit and see all them zombies yeah. walking around there. And the first thing you doing is looking at them like, hell nah. But then, like, I done sat down. I want to know. Yeah. And so to hear the stories, it make you hate the system. Because a lot of people get on drugs from being fucking given to it by a doctor. Mm-hmm. Somebody you supposed to trust. Mm. Right. Then they don't, that doesn't take care of the problem. So you look for something else. It's, yeah. man, there's so many layers to this shit, bro. And that's why, like, I'm grateful I was put in this position because it it made me stop being so judgmental. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to see stings and laugh at them type shit, crack man, jokes. Listen, I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you know me. <laughs> because, you no, know, bro. Well, I, hey, listen, I got one sting story. Can I give y'all yeah, one sting <laughs> So. I know that I, I I knew this thing. Well, I know him because he's still living. I'm not gonna say his name, but yeah. most of the people that know me that know where I come from, they know who I'm talking about. But 
the only way you could tell he was really high is if his mouth twist. Like, twist like, <laughs> for sure. And he could hardly talk. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Yeah. If the dope wasn't good right. and his mouth didn't twist, he know you done sold you some bullshit. Yeah. And he'll come right back around the neighborhood like, that was some bullshit. How was you some bullshit, such and such? Because my mouth didn't twist. <laughs> bro, I, I used to laugh at that shit every fucking time. Yeah, bro, them are some of the most smartest, intelligentest people you ever met. Yes, fix, fix, fix anything. Car, it used to be one. We used to call him the creator. Bro, I used. To, it's crazy. When I was younger, I used to desire to be able to take because, like, my daddy, you know, the life he lived, he was around all those type of people too. Mm-hmm. My grandma, she would even take some of them in sometimes. When I was younger, I used to want to be able to, because it's like, bro, you get him. Thirty dollars, they fix anything on your car. Facts. And when I was younger, I used to wish that at some point I could take people like that and legit clean them up, and clean them up, and put them somewhere. And put yeah, them in, you know, because yeah. it's like, bro, the fact that you can do that with whatever knowledge you have from the previous life before you got to this point, yeah, bro, that's a skill set that could be used. But yeah. like you said, without the resources, without the help, it's just damn near impossible. It's impossible. Now, now, do you collab with other uh, people in the community? Yeah, I, like do. I do. I um, do. Okay. We we in a weird city, man. And I ain't gonna say just our city is like this. I'm sure every other city deals with how collaboration is, but right. I'm real firm on my brand. And, yeah. and you know, my life is attached to it. So when I collaborate, it gotta be right. Yeah. And I, I really don't I can't I, I always tell people every collaboration ain't a good collaboration. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Cause people will group you with somebody that got some bullshit on their name mm-hmm. and now your name got bullshit on it. And I'm real firm on just, you know filling it out, trying to see what's going on. But I work with, I, you know, I work with most people. You know what I mean? Just, it got to be right, though. And it got to be about these kids. You know, a lot of times shit don't be about these kids. What do you think it be about? Money. Money. But that's what's, that's what's crazy because that's how you know you're passionate about it because the work you do is not a high-level paying. Like, social work don't pay shit. For sure. Yeah. Mentorship, damn sure don't pay shit. So For it's sure. like, unless you getting continuous grants and all that type of stuff to fund your program, yeah. bro, it's not no money in it. Like, because when I was doing what I was doing, I think I was making $11 an hour. Mm. And I'm literally working with <coughs> convicts yeah. going to court cases. Yeah. Like, and that's taxing on your mental. So it's, bro, they don't. So for you to do the work that you've been doing, knowing that it ain't for the bread, bro, like I said, it's respect. Well, I ain't going to lie, though. It's some bread. It's some bread out here now, and this and well, outside of grants. And this is what I'm gonna say because everybody, I didn't know it. I started off doing this work. My first job was DCS, so I was doing four different jobs for forty thousand dollars. I stepped out because I wanted to be. I didn't agree with how DCS how they was running. Yeah, it, they yeah. was treating how they treated black people. Yeah, and so I stepped out and became a service provider. Mm. and became a home based caseworker. Now it's an hourly pay, but it's more because you're okay. ten ninety nine. I mean, I make six figures doing social work. Okay. You well, know I, mean? I guess I should rephrase it then. No, but it's, you're right, though. You're absolutely right. It's just ways people got to figure yeah, out what's yeah. best. For, a lot of people don't want to do the hands-on work where you're going to pick up people from their crib and taking yeah, them yeah, around. Yeah. I I enjoy that. My football background kind of make me want to, mm-hmm. like, I look at that as, like, first and goal, we trying to score. I feel it. You know what I mean? So. If I, any, get, I guess it's more so it's not it, – I mean, you seem like you're in a good position, but yeah. for what it's worth in the lives that you're changing, it's almost like teachers. For sure, 100%. The work that teachers put in, they yep. don't get paid enough for that. Absolutely. So even what you're doing, you Facts. still should be getting more Facts. than what you're getting for Absolutely. the – because you literally changing lives. Yep. And it's like 
we give athletes millions and millions of dollars, but it's people out here that could literally take a kid and make him yeah. that million dollar athlete, but you could be making forty thousand dollars for sure. So hundred percent, you're right. You're right. Mm. Now, cause cause with everything we do is politics, right? Yeah. So would you say some of the people that 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 are out here doing you know some of the community work? Should I say, quote unquote, faking it for the money? Yeah, of course. It's it's with anything. Anybody, when you somewhere where you know you might have had the passion before, but then you start seeing the bread, and then the bread take over the passion. Mm-hmm. You gonna play the game. You know right. what I'm saying? So you gonna play the game till you get there, and you you know you gonna do what you gotta do. Um, that's why I'm grateful with how how I came up, man. Like yeah. I watched my my pops did his thing. My mama was a hustler. Everybody in my family hustled. So for me, it ain't it ain't about the bread because I know how to make bread. You right. know what I mean? Like right. I ain't I'm not tripping on I give out way more than I bring in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I ain't I just two days ago, uh somebody hit me about a kid that needed some clothes because one of his parents was denying him clothes. Wow. Man, I filled a bag of clothes up and gave him some Jordans. Like I I, I give out, and this is an everyday thing. Right. I don't even, I would never post it. Yeah. I don't even need people to see it. Yeah. I, I just want people to know this is every day I'm trying to do something for somebody because I'm in a, go, a cool position where I'm I'm elevating. Do you feel like you got to showcase everything you do for people to believe the work that you put in? Man, I don't showcase half. I showcase a lot just because it's kind of like social media now is branding. You know what I mean? Like right. I want people to see some of the stuff I'm doing. But if I showed every little thing that I did, right. bro, they would look at me like a clown. And I say that because I had seen Quincy, uh, Quincy Murphy post probably about, a, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Mm. Have you seen the? Did you see it? Man, he well, he was all one. <laughs> Shout out to you, brother, because you's a fool. But um, – his post was mainly about he doesn't respect some of the people that always post them giving away things. I oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah, it makes it look like you're doing it for like the Like you're doing it for right. the attention. Right. The problem is, too, is it's, it's twofold, right? So some of these organizations that do give out money, right. they do want to see the work. You feel right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Other people, I get not, you know, it ain't got to be. I, and I, and that's the, that's the, it's like yeah, it's like nah, you ain't got to show every time you're doing something. But if you're doing something that's worth you pulling out the camera to use for your marketing to build your mm-hmm. business, that's based on helping people. Because I'm gonna be honest, you cannot do this work with no money. That's not how this works. Right. You got in order to make a real impact, you gotta you gotta have some kind of paper to move around. Yeah, you put gas in your car to to pick to, up to people and take the, them places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. my kids eat good that I work with, so I got to I got to have some paper to feed them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I see some bad shoes. Hell no. We about to go get no, you some shoes. No, we about to go get you some. Yeah, you can't like walk Because as soon as you walk around with me outside of here, because you going to see my people, right. first thing they going to look at is what you got going on. Right. Then they're going to get on my ass like, hold on, bro, you ain't hooked yeah. him up or nothing. Like, and you supposed to be big yeah, bro, big homie. Yeah, man, you better go get him or that. Throw me some cash. So like, go go get it. him some shoes. What's yeah. wrong with you? Uh, so, yeah. That, that's that's why um, guys like you, uh, Q, Quentin Collins. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I respect the work. Uh, Brandon Beasley as yeah. well. Shout out to I, you. I respect the work you guys do, man, because Indianapolis, for one, is small. For sure. Very small. Yeah. And for two, if, if, if we're – all if we all have something going on, why not make an impact and help 
some of the kids that's in need. Because sure. we know their conditions and how they live and, right. and where they live at. Right. Um, my next question would be, um, I want to know more about the football journey. Yeah. Um, how did it start? How did it and and how did it end? And why did it end? So, yeah. so it's crazy, man. You might not see a lot of people that's gonna tell you football fucked me up mentally. I yeah. ain't gonna lie. Like football was extremely traumatic for me. Now I'm grateful for what it did for me, right? Because it got me to a position where it ingrained some things in me that I wouldn't have gotten without it. But when I start breaking shit down about football, people are like, damn. So I started playing football at five. Um, my mama was just like, hey, your pops just went to prison. We got to hurry up and get you in something. Mm-hmm. So played flag football. My god brother, Doc, tackled me, and I quit. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> but he ended up being, you know, he leading tackles in, for Pike, uh, the history. He broke the history books. Okay. In, in Pike for tackles. So. Uh, I ended up still playing, played for the Northwest Caps for a while. Uh, I was scared to death. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie. They had me. I was big, but they had some big dogs. Yeah. There was some dogs out there. Shout out to Jordan Alvin, <clears throat> man. Hey. Yeah. Monster. Really? What? Hey. <laughs> Ooh. Hey. I swear on my life, bro. Jordan Alvin used to seeing niggas out the game. Damn. Yeah. He was smoking shit. And he one of them people that... Uh, Put his body on the line yeah. to smoke you. Like it yeah. don't matter if he get hurt, you going out. <laughs> you, you going out. Yeah. So played there, end up end up getting good. Then I went to addicts, and now I'm smelling myself because I know I'm good. Yeah. We got to addicts. We was balling. You feel me? Like me and Big Mike in the middle. Man, I met some of my best friends. Mike, there. Mike Malone. Mike Malone. Yeah. I know Mike. I yeah. Know they Mike. had me and Big Mike because he went to Manuel too. Nah. He, did he go to Manuel? Nah. Or did he, he went stay? to. Nah. He. No people went Tech. to. Nah. He didn't go. Nah. Mike Malone went from. He went to just addicts. He was uh, in Ben Davis over there. You there you go, Ben Davis. Okay, yep. okay. So um, we ended up, yeah, I went to addicts, and then Cathedral came, talked to my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my eighth grade year. I was scared to death. Like, mm. like what the fuck is Cathedral? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I go to addicts. I'm about to go to Northwest or something. <laughs> right. Or, or I want to go to Arlington with the guys. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So I ended up going to Cathedral. My great-grandfather was like, no, you're going. So mm. that's what it was, man, and. Cathedral was dope, man, but I got a culture shock. I went from a predominantly black middle school to an all-white high school. Everybody right. got paper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's, I, I at some point when you, like, adult, and you start really looking back, I felt devalued already because school didn't really work for me. But then I got to Cathedral, I'm like, damn. Yeah. Now I ain't got no money in them. Damn, they're stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So freshman football was amazing. I had a ball, met the guys. They really helped me kind of transition into the school, but I still wasn't bought in. Then my sophomore year, um, I'm playing in and out as a starter on varsity. Right. And my pops just got out of prison. Yeah. So it's on now. You know what I mean? My confidence up. I got both parents. Now I'm walking and talking different. Yeah. Um, my junior year comes. I'm, you know, junior year the most important year football, so I'm ready to get an offer or whatever. Then my pops get killed. Mm. So now Football really all I got. Right. Because I'm not no killer. Right. You know what I mean? I got the option to go be a killer, but really I ain't never had to do this. So how the hell am I just supposed to become a killer? Yeah. So football's going great. School's going terrible. Um, Senior year, I'm all state top 50, all city, all everything. Mm. Um, End up, man, by the grace of God, getting a scholarship to Miles College, a black college in Alabama. 
Um, but I beat the odds all the way through because I've had coaches laugh at me, counselors right. tell me I need to go to a community college. So once I got to college, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD, so I understood why my grades wasn't Word, the way yeah. they were this whole yeah. time. But I didn't get diagnosed till 18. So get to college, I'm balling. Like, I'm I'm clowning at this Division two, Black college, enjoying the culture. Um, one of my best friends ended up dying my sophomore year of college. From He was playing at Miles, and our last conversation was go D1. Mm. So I walked on at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, Sat out a whole year because of transfer rules. Um, started my junior year. My first game starting um, is at Ohio State in front of 110,000 people. I got pushed after a play, landed on my kneecap. Right? Oh, and it, shit. And it, and, it, and it pulled apart. So I go out. Um, and that's why my branded struggle made me because every time I reach a pinnacle, something will come something and just happened. try to drag me back down. So I ended up playing that whole year on one leg. Got surgery. After I got my surgery, my head coach, you know, when you walk on, it's time for you to get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So they like, he said some bullshit like, uh, man, you're a detriment to the team. I don't know if we're going to give you a scholarship. Mm. So, look, I go back to the team because at this point I ain't smoking, I ain't drinking. When when they drunk and shit, I'm pulling up to pick them up just so we can get back to the campus. Like, right. I'm one of them teammates. Yeah, yeah. So I'm asking them. These niggas laughing like, hell nah. So I call my buddy at Ball State. He showed his coach the film. The coach gave me a scholarship in 20 minutes. Damn. Damn. Hindsight, I probably should have went to Ball State, but I got ADHD and partial dyslexia, so it's hard for me to learn plays. I'm just really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I stayed at UAB. He ended up giving me a scholarship. Man, I played my senior year, eighth game. My knee just wasn't – it wasn't right. And I kept telling them, like, man, something ain't right. It kept popping and shit, and then it would pop. I go out for a play, come back in. So the eighth game, I had made a tackle. We threw interception, and it was over for the season. And so I went back. I was depressed and shit. It was yeah. fucked up. Um, and the coach called, and they was like, hey, we want you to come in for a local workout. You know, we, we inviting all the guys to okay. go to college. I, re- I remember that. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I started training. Man, I went to the coach workout. Well, I went to my pro day. My pro day I did 225, 31 times. They had us running some bullshit. It was wet outside and shit, so it didn't work right. out. But when I went to the coast workout, I had a hell of a workout, but they could tell I was still hurt. So after that, yeah. So after that, it was just, it was over. I didn't want no more surgery. Like, hell no, nah, I'm not about to do that. And if I'd have got hit the wrong way, it would have been, been Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to walk, and I wasn't about to jeopardize walking. If, if your knee wasn't fucked up, where do you think you probably would have ended up being? I would have I, I would have definitely been on somebody's roster, but I probably would have been playing defense. Definitely. Okay. What, uh, what surgery did you have to get? So I had – so it's weird. So I had a scope, number one, because the the piece of cartilage that was floating around in my kneecap, they couldn't find. Damn. Right. So every time my knee is shifting, they, they basically took some cartilage from one place and put it in there, mm-hmm. but it was still some pieces floating around that they couldn't get, and I'm guessing that's what was making my knee still kind of pop. Um, and after that, it was kind of like, man, but, you, you know, when you get injured – you realize how many different injuries there really are. We just yeah. look at like oh, ACLs. <laughs> That's yeah, what I man. asked because I, yeah. I tore my ACL my senior year of high school. Man. And, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, bro. It's like, and it's crazy. Your ACL is literally like this big, bro. All of these is little. Little yeah. ass band in yep. the middle of your knee, bro. So it's crazy. Yeah, yep. it's. <laughs> That's why I was curious to what what yeah. actually you uh, experienced with that. Man, it was it was it, it was. I mean, it was a blessing in disguise, man. I if I knew if I felt the way I feel about the work I do and had football and yeah. had to choose, 
I'd have chose to work, bro. Chose to work. Yeah, I love football and everything it did for me, but yeah, but ain't nothing, work. ain't nothing better than helping the kids. Nah, man, this is my past. What I was put here for. So you, so you got the. The struggle, you got the nonprofit, right? Yeah. But the struggle made me? Struggle made us. Struggle made us. Yeah, okay. struggle made me is the clothing brand. Got you. Now, that's what I want to get to next. Yeah. What made you come up with the brand? Uh, Man, I was sitting, man. I used to go by League Bound. So I used to create these, these names in my head that kept me focused. Mm-hmm. So League Bound, to me, was like, no matter where you at, when you go in these parties, you get in fights and shit, you got to make good decisions so you can't. So you can go to the league. Yeah. So act like a pro. Yeah. That was why. That's why I created it. So once the league was over, I'm like, damn, my life really. Fu-. I was depressed. So I was like, man, one thing that's been consistent is struggle. Mm-hmm. Boosie had my struggle, so I'm like, that was my favorite song. Yeah. So I'm like, struggle made me. I swear it came out of nowhere. So I called Shino. Shout out to my dog. Yeah. Shout out to Shino. He <laughs> he in Atlanta doing this yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I called him. I'm like, brother, I need a. I need. I need a logo. He came up with like six different logos, and I seen the boot and fell in love. Then I put the I put the boot on the t shirt, and everybody wanted one. Hey, I ain't gonna lie that that boot remind me of the um, the arm on the arm and hammer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's dope as shit, bro. Yeah. And then I just I ran it I ran it to the roof, and everything else, man. It's hard, man. To, to to run a business but have multiple ideas and doing business at the same mm-hmm. time. So out of everything I was doing, the clothing took the hit. I wasn't really into fashion. I just kind of did it for branding purposes, but it yeah. worked. Um, and now, like, I, I, I got people begging for the clothes. I see the I see the jacket with the color. Yeah, it only made sense, man, to, 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 to add this <laughs> layer of something that's for the nice. pro. And, and so with the jacket... You can't even buy these, bro. Only participants in my program get can them. get them. That's it. And I had somebody offer that me same color. Or you do different color. Every color they they can get any any color they want, any design. I want this to be something that they hold on to for the rest of their yeah, life. Yeah, that add way more value to it for sure. Yeah. And so, that's what I explain yeah, to people. Not like, for everybody, right? So that's, basically, I got to join the program to get. Got one to. Ain't no other way around it. If I if I sell this jacket to somebody, I've 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 you diminished the value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's hard that you got a, a staple that they get. So how long is the the program? So I so man I I really shocked myself. So at first it was six weeks. You know what I mean. First three weeks was trauma. The last three weeks was you know healing, coping, and moving forward. Now I can go all the way to sixteen weeks because I kind of did it with the calendar of school. Mm. So schools are looking for programming that aligns with their calendar. So sixteen weeks to take you to a semester. Right. So I'm like, okay, little let's let's let's, let's add to that. Yeah. So. Now it kind of extends, and we can dig a little deeper. You know what I mean? It's, so, it kind of explain what 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 all you do within the program, and yeah. then um, what are the results at the end of it? Okay, so when I first get or talk to an organization or a school, I come in, um, I meet the kids, we do some activities, so the kids can get to know me, and I can get to know them. Right? Um, then we create a safe space. So I want this space to be somewhere where we can talk. Regardless of what we talk about, this is this is for us, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we come up with ground rules, so everybody got to respect each other here, but the kids come up with the rules. Then we turn, we go into trauma. I explain what trauma is. I show them different pictures and yeah. talk about perceptions. So a lot of the pictures can mean two or three different things, mm-hmm. um, but that, sh- that allows me to show them how you can respect somebody's mind because everything comes from perception. 
If they ain't never seen it, then you know we gotta we gotta respect each other. Yeah. Then we go into deeper into trauma. But what you see is when these kids see certain things and do certain things, they start remembering stuff and they mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is just having somebody they can talk to and they're having a space where everybody else has dealt with something similar. So now we all coming together, right? Not even knowing it. Yeah. Um, so we keep going. It's in. chemistry. Yeah, it's chemistry, right? So then we go um, healing, coping, and moving forward. And you know, it's the same thing. We got a curriculum we go by, but a lot of times we talk. Um, I introduce yoga to them, meditation, breathing, just mm. on some stuff that you can do on your own when stuff gets hard. And this is some shit they never knew they could never. do to re, to re, relax yeah, them. Yeah, and... they never knew breathing breathing can save your life. Like, yeah. You know, we, so I put emphasis on that, and I really try to help them unlearn and relearn because it's yeah. important. But we've been we've been taught so much bullshit, um, and now I got a partnership with some therapists, so now I can introduce them. To I was just I was just about to ask yeah. that. So, or is is that the only, um, the the only industry you kind of reached out to as of yet is the therapy part? Yeah. So I got therapy, I got yoga. Um, and it just keeps expanding. Right. You know what I mean? This and this is, is just you doing this. This is just me. Well, I do it, and then my wife does it for the girls. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, so we do intentional spaces. So, And it keeps switching. So I did it for just boys. Then I did it for boys and their mother. Then I did it for, um, I got a co-ed one going on right now at Thrival, where it's boys and girls. Okay. That dynamic is crazy because mm. then they starting to see how, Men and women think, you know right. what I'm saying? And now like, we can kind of like yeah, come together, kind of help right, each other. Exactly. So yeah. then my wife has been doing, she did young girls who was like ages six to nine. Mm-hmm. Now she's doing a girl cohort, the first girl cohort at Cathedral, which is going, man, it's amazing. I sat in Damn. and just listening to the dynamics of the room is crazy. So we're going to keep doing it. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's going to be uh, my guy. Um, used to work in L.A. with uh, Mexican gangs. Yeah. So he's going to do the Hispanic one. Oh, wow. And we gonna, we going to expand, bro. Well, yeah, Everybody's we, we reaching everybody. Yeah. I, and I'm just I'm sitting here thinking and I'm, I'm hoping that it gets to such a large scale because, man, it, that shit is so needed Appreciate right now. And it's like, I don't – so the program, is it at the school that you hosted at or how, how do you basically get most of the young men and young ladies to join? So the schools and organizations – Pretty much choose kids, and they normally choose the kids who they, you feel know, like have, it's trouble. Yeah, have, get right, yeah. right. Um, that's normally how they get their kids. But then I've I've even out of my own pocket done community cohorts where, all right, I got ten slots for y'all to invite y'all to bring y'all kids, and then you know sign them up. So, yeah. you know, and and now I'm in a space where, um, I'm going to get the grant money. Or writing little grants so that I could take the money to the schools and be like, hey, I got a free program for y'all. Because mm. schools, it's hard to get, get the money from yeah, schools. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. That's when yeah. we that's what we was trying to do with the program I yeah. was doing. But uh yeah, man, it's like I said, man, it's it's funny because I know you rock with Q real heavy. Yes, uh, every time I see him, you know, we always end up rapping for a minute. And I remember the last time we talked, we was talking about the mentor and stuff because I think one of y'all events was getting ready to come up. Yep. And I told him, I, told, I said, man, I ain't, I can't do that shit no more right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and you know Q, he was like, why not, bro? I'm like, bro, I just, that shit took a lot out of me when I was doing it. I was like, I ain't never saying I'll never get back to it, but right now I'm going to let y'all take it. He, yeah. was like, he was like, nah, bro. Get back to it. Yeah, you know how Q <laughs> like is. He, yeah, he, sure. He's straight. He don't want to, he like, nah, bro. Man, come on, Get, get man. back to it. So, uh, and like I said, it's it's never been a thing that like I don't want to do it. It's For just, sure. bro, 
I legit had to learn how to, like you said, desensitize to what yeah. I was dealing with. Because at the time, bro, I was, bro, that shit wasn't regular to me. Like losing young men, I'm like, bro, this is not what I'm used to yeah. dealing with. And it's crazy. So this is how, this is how deep life can get, right? So you work with these kids. And you essentially work with yourself. You find little parts of yourself that Bro, you work with, mm, and it triggers you bro. because you haven't dealt with that version of yourself. So, you know, I, I I was in a gym one time and I was stretching, and I was telling this story about my senior year in college. They left me off the senior poster, and it hurt me bad. Mm. But I never said nothing. So I'm stretching and telling my trainer, "Look, man, it, it hurt me." So then after the workout was over. I got in the car and cried. Mm. And I'm like, why the fuck am I crying? Bro, never dealt with this. I, I never dealt with so I called my grandmother and she run, she does something called yoga for 12-step recovery. And she said the issues live in your tissues. So trauma lives in our body. Yeah. Mm. So when I was stretching my bad knee and telling them about this trauma, that it started to release. Yeah. And when I got in the car and cried, it made me realize, like, damn, I never said nothing about this. Right. Bro, it's <laughs> It's so crazy. crazy you say that because, man, I literally just because I my my role with athletics was tough too with basketball and yeah. um, it, it definitely would take a part out of you, For especially sure. if that's the only purpose you think you got. Right, you lose yourself. And bro, I will remember I was talking to one of my guys a couple months ago about when that turn happened to me, and bro, I legit like if I didn't catch myself, bro, I would have started crying in front yeah, of them because sure. I didn't even realize how much of an impact that it had on me when it was happening until I started to break down what I was going through after it happened. Cause like I said, after the transition came, bro, I got, I came home, bro. I did not know what my life was about to become. It's crazy. I didn't never think about no job, no other kind of career. All I knew was basketball. Um, so you just, like you said, man, and going back to what you said, you learn a lot with them kids, bro. I learned so much about myself For sure. when I would be talking to them. And it's like, it's like I'm talking to myself because right. I'm these words that I'm speaking. I don't even know where they coming from. Yeah, right. I'm like, damn, I needed that shit myself. Like, damn, <laughs> nigga, you should yeah. you should looked in the mirror. Told not, yourself. Bro, yeah, for real, for sure. yeah. it's it's real, man. It's a lot of layers to it, like you said, man. It's a lot, so, man. It's a lot. How how great of an impact you think the events you and Q did? Like, amazing. Kinda. I'm I don't I put us up against anybody, you know. As far as throwing events and filling the room, I mean, we had. 50 black dads in there being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We've had 50 kids. Mm-hmm. To, we have 50 to 75 kids. We got an event January 28th. We're going to have 75 kids. Uh, we had a room full of black mothers. Yeah, you know now that now that right there was the, I feel like was the the the, the best one. Yeah. And, I, and I only yeah. say that because it was mothers that I know, that know me, it was like, yo, that event that Aaron and Q did really made me like get on my shit, yeah. and it's helping me with my sons. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. that was really dope, bro. And I watched a dad come to our dad event. My guy, good dude, man. He, he was just vulnerable. He was like, man, I haven't done the best job. And to see, I, I watched Facebook now, and to see him and his son's relationship now mm-hmm. is crazy. You know what I mean? It's amazing. And that all stemmed. You yeah, think I, stemmed and I think it stemmed a little bit. I think it was already yeah. there. But, but I think but, it gave him that confirmation. That event, yeah. yeah, I think it gave him that confirmation. Like, all right, I know what I've done, but now let's move forward. And right. Let me do better. And then, and, and I mean, it just it shows that it's it's gotten better. And see, that, when I be watching yeah. Q, 
with his son, and I'd be like, yeah, that's that's dope. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I could respect the guy that that, that take care of them kids. Nah, for you, sure. You, and, gotta, you know and, what I'm saying. And to be able to know that sometimes parents are fucking wrong. We wrong. Yeah, nah, for sure. but it ain't yeah. no it ain't no book. Nobody gave us a book to on how to do this. Yeah, yeah. so we got to try unorthodox way. That's like, you know, I know it's that thin line of people like, well, you don't want your kids to be your friend, but I I ain't gonna lie. If my mom wasn't my friend the way she was, bro, mm-hmm. I probably would have died out here, bro. You know what? It's a balance, that's, man. that's crazy. Yeah. It is a balance because I for so long when I was growing up, like my dad was there, but then he wasn't there. Yeah. He was one of them, hey, I'm gonna come get you on the weekend if I ain't gotta work, woo the woo. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm glad me being grown now, I really don't hold I and even being young, I didn't hold that grudge against him. Yeah. Because at the same time, he was going through shit in his life. 100%. You see what right, I'm saying? Right. So right. The, the, having a kid is even more fucking pressure. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. not only do I got to be here for myself, but damn, now I got a kid I got to tend to. And I ain't already got my shit all together exactly. yet. You know what I'm saying? So I'm exactly. glad I didn't, you know, hold that grudge. But like you said, if, if my mom wasn't my best friend, bro, listen, shit would be a little bit different. Listen, bro. I used to- <laughs> I used to be in traffic and shit, and I'd call my mom and be like, "Ah, right, we going in traffic. We just got in a fight, though. Just so she knew. Right. You feel me? Like, bro, that's a lot of shit, bro. I miss that shit, bro. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's crazy. I, yeah. I, I want to circle back real quick to yeah. the, uh, you know, dealing with the young man. So you a big dude, so I, I doubt this happens, but any, <laughs> any, any of them ever try you? Hell yeah. <laughs> they trying to nigga all the Fuck time. Yeah, all man. the time. But this is the thing. So this is why I know this is a gift. Um. So I've had young men be like, shit, we can fight right now. And, you know, a normal person who's just doing this work, they going to tell her some shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I ain't telling shit. Let's fight. So I stand up and square up with them in they see They think I'm going to fight them, but I ain't going to fucking fight you. Like, I, ain't gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know enough. I'm, I'm strong enough to just put you down. I'm not going to yeah, hit I'll you. Yeah, I'll put you in a restraint. Yeah, so, but they, yeah. but I, I give off like, bro, yeah, get me if you want to. You're going oh, you yeah. you to hit her eight table in this motherfucker. <laughs> and that's how I talk to them. I use their language. Yeah. So, and it have been times where I'm feel like, hey, if I catch you on the outs, it's up. I'm like, shit, you know one thing for sure, two things for certain, my gun bigger than yours and I got more money than you. So we're going to go to war. Yeah. But money win our wars. And then, once they realize I ain't budging because I don't do that 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 yeah. threats, yeah, it changes our relationship because now they know they got somebody that's really from that. Now they respect. They you, respect the respect level. They different. respect. And you. only uh, and the only thing I tell people too is kids try people because they want to know if you gonna stay. Yeah, they used to people coming in and out of their lives. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. leaving them for shit. Yeah. So of course my first barrier is gonna be shit. Fuck you. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Because you're going to leave me alone yeah. anyway. Because if you was one of the people like, oh, okay, then go back and tell, and then they assign somebody else yeah. to the motherfucker, then the dude, like, man, ain't right. this a bitch? Right. Man, dude, or what's off? You think about this shit. The person that's supposed to love me the most ain't love me. So, right. fuck would I care what you say? Right. My daddy ain't been here. So, nigga, bye. Right. Like yeah. what? You ain't nobody. You ain't nobody yeah. to yeah. me. But then when they realize, like, Damn, this is who I really needed. Yeah, and you still there. You're still, still showing there. up. Yeah, so I, you I, might cuss me out today, right? But tomorrow, nigga, I'll slate. be back. New slate. Yeah. yeah. Once you break and, the wall down, man, it's it's there. It's love. Yeah, you it's and, and you realize these is kids that just really need to be loved on, bro. I, yeah. Man, look, dude, little dude told me when I see you on the houses up. We left that day. I came back in and gave that little nigga a hug. He said it was different, yeah. but he hugged me back, and I knew I had him. Yeah. Man, our relationship. 
was different after that, bro. And 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 because think about it, most people he probably said that shit too came back on some bullshit. On my life, or they left him alone. Or they for, left yep, him alone for, for sure. good. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the fact that that situation happened, and then the next day you like, yo, nigga, come here, give me a hug, right? Nigga. Right. That fucked his world up. Yeah, for, nah, sure. for sure. That's I asked you that because I had a situation, and this wasn't why I was working, but remember the little nigga I told you I had a punch in the mouth at the wire? Yeah. I, I, bro, I, I think back, and I didn't know him, yeah. so I think back wishing that I would have pulled him aside and talked to him, but yeah. at the time, bro, the way he was talking, I had to test his chimp. But, you, but you know what? Some of them need, need that, that job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I kid you not, I want to, because I talked to his mom after it happened and everything, because he, bro, he was... He was on that. And I'm yeah. the type, I'm like, I'm not about to talk with you too long. Yeah, we, gonna, sure. we either going to yeah. get to it or we're not. Right. Yeah. And, bro, as soon as I gave me one to the mouth, bro, his whole, he was like, oh, this nigga really just hit me. He, yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't call his mama. Damn. And I wouldn't even have done that had I known that would have been the result. Because, like I said, the way he was talking, I think you want the smoke. Yeah, yeah. So, they do it. Yeah, they do it. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's a prime example of one of them ones that just needed somebody to talk to him because bro he came at me so hostile we in the gym hooping bro so reckless and i'm like hey man i don't even know you like chill yeah. <laughs> out with all that shit yeah. pointing at yeah. me whole ass nigga this i'm like like all right this only gonna go on for so long and bro yeah but ha- had i just been like yo what's like what's wrong with you man right. what are you so mad about like yeah. it would have yeah. went different and, and, and be honest y'all niggas whack as shit now yeah and this is how crazy my life is bro my dad got killed while I was 17 by a 17-year-old. Mm, my man. godfather was a monster out here and got killed by a young nigga, bro. He's, nah, hey, so you right. You right. And, and, like, listen, and when I did that, because yeah. he went to this phone, I, I said, hey, this ain't going to go yeah. as soon yeah. as you yeah. think. So I, yeah. I hope whoever you calling is prepared for what <laughs> right. I'm <Whatever. laughs> yeah, For sure. And, and sure enough, some little five-foot-three sure. woman come. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I had to talk to her and talk about it. But yeah. after the conversation with her, she even told me, she was like, he's not that kind of kid. He's never sure. been in no fight. He's the youngest of my three boys. So after I thought about it, I'm like, well, shit, okay, he the youngest. So he probably been getting picked for, for it. Show. He want to be show. in here with his homie, show his muscle. Yep. So like I said, I, t- I apologized to her and I told her, if you don't want to hear it from me, you can apologize to him for me. For but sure. I just told her, I was like, you might want to have a talk to him about how he conduct himself around grown men. Yeah. Sure. He's 18, but it's like, you can't just talk to anybody like that. Nah. You can't do nah. that. So, But, but most, of, most, but see... That's that's what what gets me right because now the, these younger kids are in the era of they watching TV, they seeing videos, they hearing people promote violence. Yeah, the record sure. labels are definitely promoting violence for sure. You know what I'm saying? But half of these kids are not tough. Not for sure. Yeah. It's like they're forced to be tough. Yeah. And what, what bothers me with that man is like, bro, you don't have to be no no gangster, no hood nigga. To not be at able, all. To be able to be a solid stand up dude that can defend yourself. Right. right. Like, bro, when I was growing up, I had. Plenty of homies that was in the trenches doing shit. Yeah. I'm only with y'all when we messing with girls or playing sports. Yeah, when y'all yeah. want other shit, I'm not with that. Yeah. They respecting me. Nobody tried me because it's like, bro, I'm going to stand on who I am. And yeah. I don't got to be involved in that to be considered a real nigga or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I feel like nowadays they feel like they got to portray that to be respected. Yeah. It's like, bro, that's, that's not... Well, that's because the, the, the shit that they watching is like, shit, if you ain't doing this, there ain't nobody gonna ever respect yeah. you. I had to get on and my knowing, about that shit. Yeah, but knowing, nigga, if you go to school, get education, get a good job, you got a wife, you got kids, niggas will respect you more yeah. off of that. But you gotta look at it too at this angle. So, wherever they from, 
Sometimes you gotta be a mother. If you, you grow got, up yeah. around wolves, you gotta be. You gotta be. Well, so, the, yeah. so uh, if you really are, I'm, yeah, do you yeah, not yeah, for yeah, sure? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of portraying going on. It's the on. ones that, like, birds like my son, where we live at. If I was letting him outside, because yeah. he only ten, yeah, he could be like, shit. I'm in, nigga. You don't go outside, right? For right. sure. I don't let you go outside for because sure. I know what's out what's there. Out there. Yeah. So yeah. if I ever catch you, nigga, I'm gonna call you out, right? For sure. You not out here, yeah. You yeah, know, but even right. at that, we need more of that. Yeah, yeah, bro. You gotta protect your kids, bro. Yeah. Like when I grew up, bro, I would wake up at ten o'clock on a Saturday or even in the summertime on the week. Bro, I wouldn't come back home till like seven, eight o'clock because my parents know wherever I'm at, I'm for the most part gonna be safe. Now, yeah. bro, I don't. My son probably won't ever get to experience that. Nah, yeah. bro. My kid, my kid I, <laughs> I hate it, bro, because. It's like you overbearing, but you got to. You got to protect got your kid because your yeah. kid's dying, bro. Bro, every day. What, 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 are, what, what are some of the things you see in now that you just absolutely know you're going to do different with your daughters? You only got having girls. Real, so I got four girls and one boy. Okay. Um, so it, it, just having real conversations. Um, I realized that a father is a, a, a girl's first love. Mm-hmm. And so I take that very strong. So, like, when we go out, nah. I got to hold the door for you. You know, I, I'm the standard that they choose their men from. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And making sure that we have these open conversations so that when they do run into some shit, they not scared to tell me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. That's and, the most important part. Yeah, and so the, the, the scary part, too, is like you really can't. You got They going to go through some shit and you can't protect them from everything. So it's scary. Even my son, like, I be on his ass about his friends and shit, but it's out of love. Mm-hmm. But I know where I'm going to go if something goes. So I Thanks. can't really. It, it scares me because I don't want to go there. How old is he? He's 16. Oh, shit. You yeah, feel you me? That, yeah. yeah, and we out we out the way, but still, shit, this nah, shit going on yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it just, I, I just make sure that, you know, they know that they can come talk to me about anything. And what I'm gonna, what I can fix, I'm gonna fix. Yeah. The, the most, the most important part you just said out of that was you could come and tell me anything, anything, and we gonna and, figure it out. And and I say that because I, I got two younger boys, one about to be twelve, one about to be seven. Yeah. And uh, my son had a situation in his at his school, to where, um, well, first we went to like a parent teacher conference, and one of the guys I know or used to work with. His son and my son was sort of cool, cordial, or whatever. Right. Few weeks after that, they on the on the playground, you know, at recess. Little boy tripped my son, so my son you know get up. Mike, Mike? Yeah. Oh shit. So Mike might Mike might get, <laughs> yeah. Mike might get <laughs> yeah. up, hit the boy in the mouth, mm-hmm. or or I'm, push I'm, him back and fail, do you know, bust his lip, <laughs> something. Yeah. So the boy got up and told Mike, Mike, uh, wait till tomorrow. I got something for you. Mike Mike calls me, Dad. So what's up? So I had this situation at school, right? And the little boy told me, uh, you know, wait till tomorrow. He has something for me. Mm. Me and knowing where I come from. Oh, yeah, bro, it's over. O- I, only can mean one thing. I'm not, I'm not taking no and what th- this is what th- this is how <clears throat> I, I, I want to say how God works. For sure. The same boy was the boy that I knew his dad. Perfect. Yes, I called his dad. And say, yo, me and my, my son and your son had a situation. Right. This is what your son said. Yeah. He said, he said, what? Right. <laughs> and he's from Gary. He said, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm about to go over there and beat his ass. <laughs> but that's real. But yeah. you never, I'm glad Mike told me that because, right. I, and, and I say that to say in all of this, parents, 
you never know what your kids have access to. For sure. Just because they live in your household does not mean they don't know somebody where they can get a gun or they could go get a knife. 100%. Bro, that shit could have been tragic if I wouldn't have said nothing. Sure. Even talking to his mom, and and, uh, because I was mainly in communication with his mom, but even with her saying, oh, nah, he a good kid, and da-da-da-da-da, you just don't know what your kids have access to. Sure. Bro, these young kids are dying. And they impulsive, so you don't know, like, a kid can get angry enough to kill something. Yeah, And not even realize what they what doing. he just did. Yeah, that shit real. That's and a lot of times, bro, I, I always I always put on Facebook because I pay attention to y'all kids, man. Yes. Like, listen, it's certain signs that you could tell which street your your son yeah. going down. Yeah. And them little money, the little showing the little money and throwing shit up. Bro. It's portraying something. Yeah. That that only equals a certain things. Now. People could look at me, and I used to do the same shit, but I, I, I'm one of few. Yeah, for sure. That shit really, like, bro, people doing, do, the money thing is showing you, like, that's 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 a culture thing. Like, that's yeah, everything right. we watch. You know what I mean? It comes from music and shit. And that's why I love the program, too, is because we do something called dissecting music. So with, with Ooh, these teenagers, yeah. We was, exactly man, we was in there rapping King Von, but then we turned it off and talked about what he was saying. We turned on Adele. We was all in there singing Adele. You feel me? But I'm I'm able to kind of transform what they're getting from the music. Yeah. So even though King Von says some shit, now let's really listen. Let's listen to the story he's telling you mm-hmm. as we're talking about trauma. Think about the trauma that he's exhibiting, and he's telling it. Yeah. Right. That's this is what he became from his trauma. Not making an excuse or anything. Right. But right. Right. This right. is just real. Yeah. I I know some killers. I know they became. Yeah. That person from trauma, from going through a whole lot of shit, nobody giving a fuck. Yeah, right. that's I did that. I literally did that same thing, bro. Yeah. In the juvenile, I printed off because young boy, bro, they love that nigga. Oh love my him, God. and bro, I printed off like five young boy songs, bro, and I literally just made them read it. I was like, "Don't rap it, read yeah. it, sentence for sentence." Yep. <laughs> yeah, and make sure you understand what you. Because like you said, bro, you can speak, you speak life or death into yourself for sure, man. And it's listen, like, bro, y'all don't station. Yeah, and it's like bro, talking like that. So that that's a fire exercise. And, and bro. if you look at like, because it's it gives us a chance to break down, young boy. Man, it's a hurt kid, bro. bro Facts, bro. He's so, that's bro. a. I, I seen a, I seen something. They said he didn't ask him how he liked being the father or something. Bro, he, 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 he said he, bro, he really he, didn't he, care. He's like, I don't give a fuck about that. Shit. But y'all got to think about this too. When he said it, I understood it immediately, because when you become a father and you really hurt, hurt. Yeah, this shit probably feel like. I'm just doing shit. Like, he yeah. he probably had multiple baby mamas and shit. That's a trauma thing. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. co- co- how, how many he got at a young yeah. age? Yeah. On top of him feeling like, shit, he ready to die? Man. Bro, they, he, bro he he been telling us he was depressed since he came out. But we, we, we the kid, man, listen, that's why I wish, and it's probably hard for somebody to get to him, but shit, he need a mentor. Mm. Bro, I said, that's I, the yeah. thing. How, who who would he respect and listen? You even, I, think I, I, I think the best thing for him was Wallow and Gilly. But nah, he was, but he cussed their ass he out. And the, he let their ass out. He cussed them out? Yeah, Man, bro, bro what? Bro, he, he, listen, I must bro, have missed that. that. They, they, didn't that, even that post the, they didn't even post the, and I, got, I get why he was upset, but why the fuck would you do an interview high if you didn't want to be portrayed as on drugs? He not right. rap type, man. Oh, no. I think for a minute wasn't Jay Prince trying to get a hand Jay on Prince, him? He cussed out Jay Prince. But you got to think about <laughs> it. He's at the top, bro. Yeah, so at what, that pinnacle. Who he, he going to listen to? Right. He feel untouchable. He still got street shit going on that he's so engulfed right. in because he done told us every Everything. Thing. Right. You know what I mean? So for him, that's why I like to get the kids a little early. 
yeah. before they too far gone. Right. You right, feel right, what I'm saying? Right. That's say that the important part that because again, if you don't get them at a certain age, mm -hmm. they're already who they've become. And yep. trauma only pushes you to being yeah. more. Because, you know, they mm -hmm. say um, your brain ain't fully developed until till 25. 25. A brain with so much trauma never develops. Yep. Right. You stay that person. Yeah. For you stay that fifteen year old that seen somebody die, seen their mama get beat up, smoke some bad drugs. You stay that person for the remainder of your life. Mm, yep, that's, that's it's, it's heavy, bro. It's a bro, lot. Like I said, bro, listen, bro. This and this is coming from somebody who like I didn't go as far as you did, but bro, I was in that shit. And, bro, in it, I, yeah. I legit had to take a back seat. I for said, sure. yeah, this shit. It, it's a lot, bro. Mm. You gotta really be prepared. To deal with that shit, you get bro. Your, I get my heart broken on a daily, bro. My favorite kids are still going to jail for shit I told them was going to happen. Right. Well, bro, I told you not to go around there. You done shot it out with they ass. Now you in jail because you done shot them off. I, I told you it was going to happen. Right. Then he get in jail and he calling. I keep money on my phones. I I, I did uh, one of my favorite kids. Man, it was crazy. So they got caught up in a murder. It was four of them. Um, and it was everywhere. And so... They hadn't caught him, but the the the, the um, probation officer called me and was like, hey, they looking for him. This is what we're going to do. I want you to go pick him up like you normally do working with him. I'm going to pull you over and serve the warrant. I said, bro, you got me fucked up. <laughs> right. <The> fuck? <laughs> you trying to use me right. to set him up? Fucking crazy. Boy, you crazy as fuck. Well, I said, bro. Did he, he really think you was going to go through with that? He apologized right after. He said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, I had man. to ask you that. Because they're making me ask you, but I knew what the response was going to be. I just have to ask you because it's just my job. It's my to job. Ask you. I'm just yes. my job to ask you. So I said you got me fucked up. I ain't doing that. I still pick little bro up, but he already knew what the what was going on. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So he ended up going on the run. He ran it up. He went and got the best lawyer in Indiana. Mm. He ended up going to jail. He was in jail for two years. We talked every other day. Um, I kept money on the books if he needed me to see it or do whatever. <laughs> Because that's my little brother. One thing these organizations not gonna do is they not gonna go to the trial with you. Speaking, they gonna put you. They gonna put you on the news and show. Oh, it's all glory. Look what we're doing for this kid. Yeah. As soon as he's out the program and he falls a little bit, they leave you to dry. Yeah. But me, I, I went to the murder trial. Yeah. I was in there hurting, bro, hearing what they were saying about him because y'all looking at a murderer because y'all think that this one decision made him who he is. Right. That's not who I see. I see this amazing kid that just didn't have the opportunity. Yeah. And so he ended up beating the case. Mm. Went to went to Texas. Man, he's thriving now, bro. He's doing amazing. That's my it's one of my greatest success stories is him and I got so many plans for him yeah. because I want him to tell his story. Yeah. Not many yeah. people have lived through that. That's yeah. lived experience. And so, you know, I want him to become a speaker. But I said all that to say, man, it's it take a lot, bro. You're gonna get your heart broke daily. I do. I, it happens. But one thing <clears throat> I never do, and this is what I live by, I'm going to praise you when it's good and I'm going to support you when it's bad. Yeah. And that's what a mentor yeah. is. Instead of just, you know, being in it for the money and then right. some bad shit happened to you and then shit, the money gone, I'm gone. Right. Yeah. You nah, know what you, I'm saying? You can't, you, and like you yeah. said earlier, too, you can't write them off. Right. Nah. That's what they used to, man. Yeah, they like, used to it. Everybody do that. Yeah. So it's like yeah. when, we, when we would be in the juvenile and it'd be a kid who was – because. The purpose of our program was to go to the juvenile center when they get out, give them somewhere to come with the resources. Some of them came, some of them didn't. For sure. The ones that never came, when we would see them back in there, you could tell the look of disappointment when they would look at us like, mm -hmm. 
yeah, I'm back. Like and they would right. just put their head down. But we we never put that in their face or talk For down sure. to them about them. You know, we would when we could pull them to the side, see what was going on, see what we need to do this time. Yeah. Tell you bring your ass over here so yep. we can help you. Yep. But uh, yeah, man, they they so used to the to the world turning their back on them, and it's like that's why they so hard to get to, like you said, because it's like nigga, my parents damn near don't fuck with me. Right, teachers don't fuck with me. Yeah. Who are you just another person that's probably not gonna fuck with me? So yeah. It, it sure. take it take a lot of strength, man. So like I said, I said again, bro, man. Respect and hats off to you, you for continuing to do the work because it it is yeah. very very much needed. Appreciate out here, man. Now, do do are you looking for more kids or how you know? Are you only using certain resources like as far as the school to get the kids or like how do you go about doing that? So right now, I I'm full right now. I, I'm at capacity with what I can do. And I had to learn that because I was really just taking on all kids. And it really, it wasn't doing, they wasn't getting the best of me mm-hmm. that they could. So right now I'm focused on getting my own building. Um, so that way you can drop your kids off and we'll have all the resources inside the building. So, you know, my my goal is to get a building that got a lounge in it, got got um, a therapy room, got a yoga room, got a gym. Um, we're going to have a rec room where you can go in there if you're mad and fuck up the whole room, but that's what the room is for. And we're going to have like, like a big boy lounge where it got the four TVs. Yeah. We're going to have all the game systems. and We're going to kick it, but I want it to be somewhere where you could come, you can get your schoolwork done, and then you can choose the different programming we're going to have for you. Um, that's what I'm working on, man, in a real youth center where it ain't nothing that we don't got. We got access to everything. Mm. That's what's up, man. Listen, I definitely... If I ever swing back to it, man, come through. I, I'll get my hands back in for it. For sure. Like I said, just at the time, boy. I said, it's nice, rough, yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Then, and then raising my own kids, too. I'm like, shit. Sure, y'all y'all sure. taking shit out of me. Yeah. I'm trying to get it in. So, yeah. but yeah. that's fire, man. I definitely hope uh, it gets to that level, man. I appreciate it's, you. It's needed, man. So, one more thing before we get out of here, man. In, in five years, where do you see Struggle Made Us? Struggle made me and everything else. You the think. fucking biggest. I'm going to tell you that. The fucking biggest. I see us impacting kids on a totally different level. I see us sending kids to college. It's a normal thing. Um, I see us helping kids get their CDL and they got their first truck waiting on them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I say kids as, as transitioning into adults. To adults yeah. I see us as a real um, success factory. You know what I mean? Or, or a real resource where if you broken... We gonna help you start to take the steps to become to fix yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, I want to do it not just in Indianapolis. I want you want to travel around with it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, I, I I be posting this boat, man. This, this boat. You gonna need all hands on deck with that though. Ah, man, it ain't nothing. Different be, cities. You gotta man, you gotta tap on. in with the. Come on, bro. Yeah. And I'm paying people way more than with 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 the world say they're supposed to get paid. Right, right. Because I because we can only be as good as we are. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I'll be posting this yacht, man, and man, my goal, I'm I'm gonna retire in three years. Man, I, that's crazy you said that because I said in I I'll be 35 this year. Yeah. I said about 41, between 40 or 41, I'm gonna be done. Yeah, and retirement just is yeah. I'm a, I ain't I'm put not too be, much work in. Yeah, my yeah, feet ain't yeah. gonna be you gonna I'm gonna have different people doing it, but I'm gonna be on my boat yeah. training leaders in the world, man. Yeah. And, and showing them how to impact these kids and how to put yourself behind it and, and, and uplift them, man. And, yeah. And, and, yeah, that's where I see five years we up, up, like Jay-Z up. Hey, y'all heard it here first, and he spoke it into existence. For, sure. Nah, for 
sure, man. Man, I appreciate you, man. This, this, even for me, this been one of them ones. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, man, because I, uh, you know what a lot of people don't, don't don't realize is you know we need this type of information in the black community for man. sure, and especially in in Indianapolis with all the things that's been going on and transpiring. Uh, man, we we need this. So I hope you guys you know uh, take this episode in, Let's get play it two or three times. If you got kids that's you know going stirring the wrong way, hey, you know this is something they could watch and. And just know that shit. Hey, there's other things to do other Absolutely. than sell dope. Yep. Be a hitter. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Stealing, sure. stealing cars. Yeah, yeah. stealing cars, stealing bro. Kids. Listen, hey, look, hey I, they going been, crazy. Been with there, them. been there. Well, they you go, know, they got you. Listen, bro. That's listen, and that's it's crazy because you know Mr. Fred Dorsey used to work for the YMCA. Yep. Yeah. Shout that, out to Mr. Dorsey. Yeah. That, that's who I was doing the mentorship under him. Mm-hmm. Um. He tried to get me back in it last year, yeah. like, and I think I went two times. Mm-hmm. And I was I was starting to get my. I'm like, okay, I, I I could feel the passion coming back for sure. That motherfucking car got stole. Go with. I called Mr. Fred. I said I can't do it. <laughs> for sure. I said, bro. I called him. I said, Mr. Fred, listen, this just happened. I know for a fact it was some minors. Yeah. It could end up being one of them in there one day. I know I'm not going to know. It's going to trigger me. But the fact that I know, because they be in there telling on themselves sometimes. 100%. Like they could be in there talking, like, yeah, bro, I done stole three kids and I'm going to snap. So I told Mr. Fred, I said, not right now, Mr. Fred. He was like, he said, I "I understand, son. I respect. He was like, when you ready, it's always there. What's so crazy is the Y that he used to be at was in my neighborhood, out west. That's my neighborhood. Yeah, bro, Mr. Dorsey, man. I met him when I was 12 years old, bro. And it's crazy because when I was telling y'all about being lost after college, yeah. that's who I called. That's mm. fire. I said, Mr. Fred, I'm done playing ball. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I've always admired you. Help. <laughs> and he pulled me right in. So shout out to Mr. Fred Dorsey, man. For sure. Shout out. Man, shout out to you, bro, for stopping yeah, through. Man, man, man. man, dead ass, man. I, I I like I love this episode, man. I love this episode. Uh, once again, this is I Create Podcast. It's your boy Mike Haney, aka Mr. HLD himself, aka Mr. Unfuckwittable. Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm like Tony now. I'm coming up with some names. <laughs> and <shit>. names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my boy P in here. P, let them know where they can find you. Yo, y'all know to check me out on Facebook at Perry Smith, Instagram Perry D'Angelo, business page Studio Eleven Twenty Three. What about you, AG? How can they find you? Big Struggle, AG, Aaron Green. Anything struggle you type in, I'm popping up. So, you know, reach out. Y'all need some help. I got resources on deck, so I let me. And uh, you can also catch the I Create Podcast page on Instagram. That's I underscore create underscore podcast. Episode will be dropping Wednesday. We in this thing. And like I said, I hope y'all take a lot from this from from this episode, man. This, this, uh, most definitely, this good crazy. information and the perfect person to reach out to if y'all yes, ever yes, need yes. any that type of assistance. For sure, right, man. We out, yes, sir. That was that shit. Hell yeah.